The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, and it is time for the NFL. I am Jimmy Brown. You can find me at Chasing Ball Game on Twitter, and it is a glorious day. 16 NFL preseason games on tap this weekend, which includes an amazing 11 games on Thursday night alone. Glad you can make it to our one-of-a-kind podcast that is fast and full of insightful information put together each and every day from some of the best chasers on the planet. For those of you who are new to the show, glad you showed up. Thanks for showing up. Chasing Ball Game is all about putting out a bunch of solid information in a quick format, and we get it from our chasers. Chasers are just people who put out solid information on a regular basis online, whether it's social media, email, website, doesn't matter. We go scoop it all up. We put it in a great, easy-to-digest format just for you, and it all begins with a really quick rundown of what we have for you on the show today. We're going to start off with Major League Baseball. I know it's an NFL day. But we have made an observation, and we're not alone, about a current run that cannot be overlooked in baseball. We're going to break down the numbers and the run that is currently taking place on the diamond. Then we're going to hop right into the college football free-for-all. NFL is still in preseason, but the regular college football season is getting closer and closer. We want to make sure you are equipped with picks. That's why we've covered some of the best games, high-profile, low-profile, under-the-radar, you name it. We've put together previews all week long with the picks, so make sure to check them out from previous podcasts. We're going to have another one right here today for you, Stats, Trends, Pick Against the Spread. And then we're going to hop into the NFL with the Pigskin Primer. That's where we hit up some things. First, I'm going to talk about preseason in general. Should you bet it? Should you not bet it? Uh, I'm going to talk to you about what to look for, some of the popular methods that people use when trying to break down the winners. And then I'm going to read between the lines. Uh, I'm going to talk about some quotes that are out there in the preseason. And I'm telling you, if you're going to read between the lines and trying to figure out what team is going to win, the preseason quotes cannot be any better, especially when pointing to a game plan or a way that they can be used to handicap. Then we're going to wrap things up with a rapid-fire rundown. That's where I give you picks against the spread for more than one NFL preseason game that hopefully will get you ready for a weekend full of football. As always, Chasing Ball Game is wicked quick with a pick, so let's get started. Go right to Major, Major League Baseball. I know football is here. Everybody's excited about football, but for those who are betting on baseball, you are witnessing something incredible. The favorites are absolutely dominating. And I'm talking about not even a little, a lot. I get all my recap information from Dave Tooley. You can follow him on Twitter, at View from Vegas. He's one of my favorite chasers, if I can call him that, because he is one to me. And the numbers have been incredible. How about since last Thursday, favorites have gone 69-26. and 26. Since last Saturday, 54-18. and 18. It's not even close. We're talking 11-2-1, and 12-3, 10-4, 10-5. They are just dominating. So what does this mean to you? Why are they dominating? Well, the trade deadline passed. We can definitely assume that while some teams are getting ready for the postseason or they're jockeying for the playoffs, there are other teams who are bringing up younger players. There are also other teams who don't really have motivation to win at this time of the year. They're ready to wrap it up. So what do you do as a handicapper? Beware the dog. I'm not saying take favorites. I'm not saying take underdogs. Just tread carefully. Make sure you do your work. Make sure you know what you're looking at. And do your best to pick winners. But let's head over to the college football free-for-all as we want to look in to another game. Look, the college football schedule loaded with games. And during this season, we're going to have shows where we cover some games. But the great thing about right now is that we can cover more games leading up 
to the first week. So, again, check podcasts because we covered UCLA, Cincinnati. We covered Miami, Florida. Today we're going to talk about Northwestern versus Stanford. Right now Stanford's about six, six-and-a-half point favorite, but the public is pounding the underdog Northwestern. About 77% of the early action on Northwestern. Look, two top 25 teams, two teams who expect to have very good seasons, so no surprise people are gobbling up the points despite the fact that Northwestern has to go out to the West Coast. No big deal. Player to watch for me, Stanford, K.J. Costello, quarterback. He's got to execute. I mean, it's really hard for Stanford to do well if this guy doesn't do it, but he's proven that he can do exactly that. 43-15 to 15 career touchdown-interception ratio. He can run that pro-style offense. He can throw the long ball. But really, he's just very good at managing this offense. He threw for 272 yards per game last season, 29 touchdowns, just 11 picks. Perfect situation for them where they go up against the Northwestern team that's going through some changes. They got plenty of adjustments to make. First, they have a new-look offense, change at quarterback. They're also replacing three starting offensive linemen. For me, when I bet on college football early in the season, a lot of changes mean it's going to take some time for them to get going, and I think that'll be the case here. The Cardinal under David Shaw, one of the best coaches in the country, 4-1 against spread last five games in August, so you know they get off to a good start. It's one of their focal points. Wildcats, 1-3-1 against spread in the last five non-conference games. That's enough for me. Give me the Stanford Cardinal minus the 6.5 at home to cover the number, but I know why you are here. It is for the NFL, so let's start talking preseason football. Now, this is the time of year where you will hear Almost everybody put their two cents in about betting on the NFL preseason and whether you should or should not. To me, that's up to you. Um, Some people say it's useless. You can't handicap it. Maybe you're betting on a guy that will be working for FedEx um, next week. So it's tough to handicap. I, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. A lot of the casinos in Vegas will put limits on these games, and they put limits on it for a reason. Because sharps bet preseason. I know regular Joes do, degenerates, whatever you want to call the people that bet on preseason like me, um, bet on them as well. But look, if they wouldn't put limits on them if there wasn't not only a little bit of an edge, but something that the sharps were looking for. Then what do they look for? Well, two things you're going to hear about a lot this year, and you should have heard about them already, is coaching trends, quarterback rotations. Make sure you're looking around. There's a ton of information out there to be had on the NFL preseason, and it's right there. For example, I'm looking at Mike's picks, who I follow on Twitter. He put out a preseason tip, John Harbaugh. 33 and 12 in his career in the preseason. Week one, he is 11 and one. Has not lost a preseason game since 2015. I'm going to add to that eight and three against the spread since 2014. So the Ravens like to win in the preseason. That is obvious, but that is just the beginning when you start looking at stats. Head coach Frank Wright, head coach of the Colts, if you don't know, 3-1 straight up, 4-0 against spread last year in his debut. Don't know if you heard. You should have if you watched the Hall of Fame game. Falcons head coach Dan Quinn, 0-9 in his last nine preseason games, 5-12 overall. But there's some other ones who are pretty good. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer, 14-7 against the number. Seahawks coach Pete Carroll, 33-16 against the number, although Seattle went 0-4 last preseason. More on that in a second. Cowboys Jason Garrett, if you're wondering, 11-21-1 against the spread in the preseason. Why is that important? Well, it's important to me because this is the mindset that the coaches have, whether they want to win whether it's important to win, whether uh, the way they approach the game is different. And I think these numbers play a role. Some people say ignore them. I don't. I think they deserve a look. Now, I would never, never 
play on or against the team just based on this stat alone. It's not a standalone reason to play on the NFL preseason. It's not. You also have to consider other coaches on the field. A lot of people don't do this, but you got to read up on how teams are adjusting. Maybe they have new systems. Maybe they have new offensive coordinators. Look, a lot of teams have new offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators. Sometimes there's dramatic shifts. Maybe they go to a quick no-huddle offense, or maybe they go from a 4-3 defense to a 3-4 defense. These are big changes. These are things you have to know because these are things that will alter the game, especially early in the preseason like we are right now in week one. When these teams take on established coaches who've implemented their systems for a while, there can be some value going against the new guys, but you just really got to pay attention overall. For example, Arizona, a lot of new parts. We know they got a new coach, but they have an entirely new offense, and they switch from a 4-3 defense to a 3-4 defense. Again, I'm not saying go against Arizona. Just keep that in mind. Now, what about quarterback rotations? Important, right? If you're going to be betting on a quarterback or a team, you want to know who's playing quarterback. It's one of the most important positions on the field, no doubt. So you definitely want to find teams that have depth. But what is depth? Some will tell you to look for a more experienced backup in a center, but you might have to do a little more than that. For example, going back to the Hall of Fame game, and don't get me started on that. I had the Falcons. I got a bad beat in the first game of the NFL season, so hopefully that is not a sign of things to come. But Matt Schaub, veteran quarterback. Maybe you would have looked at that Falcons team and said, look, I have a veteran in Matt Schaub playing. He was awful. He was awful. In fact, to me, if Kurt Benkert, who, by the way, is now out um, with an injury, if he kept playing, first-year quarterback, I think they would have won. I think it would have been okay. But Schaub played so bad they didn't do anything. Now, I'm not going to put the entire blame on Schaub, but if you're looking at quarterback rotations, it's not all about veterans. you got to figure out who's playing well, maybe check out some camp reports, just get some information on it because the more you look at, the more information you will be able to take before you start betting on games. So let me give you an example with read between the lines. It's very simple. We take a quote or two from the newspapers, and we tell you what they're really trying to say. Usually this is more cloudy during the regular season because they try to hide more stuff, not during the preseason. I'm going right to Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks coach. He said Russell Wilson won't play. That's not a big deal. Geno Smith will be taking the snaps to open the game, but he's dealing with an injury that they're really not talking about, so you have to wonder how long he's going to be in there. It doesn't sound like he's going to have Geno Smith in there too long because obviously he doesn't want him to get hurt. So look for maybe a run-heavy kind of offense from Seattle. Plus, he is on the record as saying that they will be using the team's young players why the, why the starters, they'll get playing time later. So what's that mean? Well, okay, let's start with the obvious. He said he's going to keep his starters healthy. He's going to keep them off the field, right? Last year's preseason opener, he started Russell Wilson in the starting offense for the entire first series. So he had him in there for a little bit. This year, none. So what's that really tell me? Different mindset, not only for this game, but maybe for preseason. But I'm not going to throw in the whole preseason. I'll just say he definitely has a different mindset for this game. First of all, they have a very... Young core, a big rookie class, features 11 draft picks, 9 undrafted free agents. And I know we already talked about Pete Carroll, 22-14 and 14 straight up in NFL preseasons game, but he went 0-4 straight up last year. What's that tell me? He's taking a different approach to the preseason now. He wanted to win early. I think he's pulling back now. He's taking it easy now. He's trying to make sure his starters are healthy. And that is why you have to read between the lines, especially during the preseason. 
But let's get to our rapid-fire rundown. This is where I give you a quick breakdown of a few games with a few picks against the spreads, and hopefully we'll give you some winners. And I'm going to start off with that game I just talked about, Seattle-Denver. I lost the value. The line flipped in this game. The Sharps already beat it up. It opened Seattle minus 3. It's now all the way up to Denver minus 3, but I'm still on. I'll still take a shot. Told you all about Pete and how they're changing things up. Broncos playing the second game of the season. They do have some in-game hitting action. I think that's important. Not all the way best, you know, the the tell-all stat that will make me take a team, but I do like that. People are talking about Paxton Lynch trying to show up against his former team and, and stick it to him even in the preseason, but truth be told, he's not that good. That's why they got rid of him. Give me the Broncos, minus three. Dolphins, minus three and a half. Falcons played that extra game. I just said that was good, and I believe it, but we all know Quinn does not care about winning in the preseason. Plus, Bankhart's gone. Matt Sims is in. On the other side of the coin, Brian Flores, rookie head coach, first year in Miami. You know he wants to win. Plus, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joss Rosen, quarterback battle. That's always good because sometimes that first team will stay in a little longer with that second quarterback so he can get some reps. Flores talked about that. And he's not afraid to keep his players in. These are some quotes from Flores, so we don't even have to read between the lines on this one. He said, everybody's got to be ready to play for an extended period of time. That means I might keep my starters in longer. If they go well, maybe we keep them going. Keep the momentum going. That's all good news for Miami. I think they pull away, and I think they win big. Give me the Dolphins. Last one, we're looking at the Rams plus 5.5 over the Raiders. Look, teams that are on hard knocks are under the microscope. They usually don't do well against the spread. Since 2000, teams featured on hard knocks have gone 17 and 27 against the number in the preseason. That alone is a good enough reason to fade them. It speaks to how distracted they are by everything that's going on around them, uh, how much they are not paying attention to exactly what is going on the field. And you might talk about Sean McVay in this one. That's why I think the Raiders were actually bet up because the Raiders open at minus three. They now sit about minus five and a half. Sean McVay doesn't play his starters in the preseason. He's expected to hold the starters out of the preseason once again. What he does is he uses the joint practices, much like the ones they had with the Raiders, to give his team the prep that they need for the regular season. But that doesn't mean they don't win. He's 4-4 four and four in the preseason. To me, the Raiders are overhyped. This line is too high. Give me the Rams plus 5.5 points. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for taking time to tune in. We really appreciate it. And please follow along. You can find us all over the place. We host our podcast at Anchor. Plus, we're on YouTube and Spotify and iTunes. And we're growing each and every single day. Join in the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the Chasing Ball Game podcast. Connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game. Share some great information with me. That's all you got to do. Just like Mike's Picks. You can follow him at Mike's Picks 05. Great information all the time. Please make sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode as we get closer to kickoff. We're taking tomorrow off. We will be back on Monday, ready to go with another exciting show. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.